Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree, it's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. <laughs> You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to season two of the stand-up comedy podcast hosted by Raylene Taskowski and some other guest. And today's guest is Alyssa, who is a fan of the show and wrote to me to say that she was enjoying it and she wanted to talk about sex. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm actually excited to be on. Yeah, well, I'm ha- excited to have you because I'm always just like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm just going to stop. It's no big deal. And then somebody like you will message me and you are the third person to just randomly message me. And, and then I'm like, okay, well, I guess there's a reason I'm doing the show. No, it's a good show. And I never listened to podcasts. I started listening because I was at work and getting bored. And I ran across yours and I was like, oh, my God. I love the show. And then I just like listened to all of them within a week span. It was pretty hysterical. I came home talking about it and letting everybody know, like, this is what you should watch. You should listen to. I got binge listened to. Awesome. Yes. I'm like Netflix now. <laughs> pretty much. And I actually, after I finished up, I actually started listening to Undebatable. Oh, we're funny, <laughs> aren't we? Hysterical, actually. I, I, it's hysterical. I freaking love being on that show. It's nice to have, you know, like, we're also very different, but we're so funny. God, I mean, I'm, I'm recording another one tonight and there are things that I never want to do. And like, ugh, I don't want to go to the gym. But then when it comes to the podcast, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get there. And just, bleh. I can see where it's I, exciting. Yes. They're funny guys. Plus we always drink a bottle of wine. So it could be that that I'm looking forward to. You know Who what knows? I can understand? Wine always makes things great. There was one time somebody accidentally brought Chardonnay instead of Pinot Grigio, and I was like, nope, not nope. drinking it. And they're like, you're just not going to drink it. I'm like, yeah, no, I will not drink Chardonnay. I don't like the taste of it. There's nothing you could do to make it better. It's disgusting. No, it's nasty. It definitely is. <laughs> so they drank it. So oh, then uh, one of the guys got significantly more hammered than usual because he was also drinking my portion of the wine. <laughs> oh, there you go. Doubled up. Right. I was like, nobody make this mistake again. <laughs> No. <laughs> so what what got you listening? What were how did you come across it? I actually was on Google, right? And I needed to find a podcast. And honestly, I, I heard maybe two minutes of it, some other podcast and I remember the name of it. And I was just like, all right, this is shit. I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> like this is shit. Uh so I started Googling and I was like, oh, like anything stand up. Um I actually wrote stand up comedy and I seen stand-up comedy and sex ed in one like headline and I was like oh this has to be fucking great <laughs> that's amazing I didn't even know yep. that would work <laughs> it, yeah no it does I googled it came up in google so I was like all right let's give it a try I listened to the first episode and that was it that's all it took yeah talking about kids about sex talking to kids about sex well yeah because that's actually a big thing and people seem not to do it um Actually, my mom did not talk to me about sex, which is hysterical since she had me at 17. Mm. You would think she would have known, hey, let's have the talk so you don't do that. Yeah, that's 
honestly, I don't understand people not talking to kids about sex. I think if we don't talk about sex then it won't happen, you know, okay. I'm like, what? That's not the case. And there was one, I was doing one of my parties and, um, we're not allowed to have kids on the premises and I'm very specific about there will be no children on the premises. And so this was a house that had a garage that had been converted into an apartment and they were like, yeah, it's a separate building. It's got a separate address. The kids are all going to stay over there. And I'm like, okay, well, at some point during the party, I realized that the kids are actually on the stairs. They have snuck into the house and they are listening. And I said to the mom, I'm like, yeah, I, they're on the stairs. I can hear them. They need to go. And one of the moms there said, you know, I would beat my daughter's ass. She knows she's not allowed to have sex, you know, and I just looked and I'm, and I'm like, yes, fear of parents has stopped kids from having sex throughout the ages. Right? Yeah, it works fantastically, right? Fantastic. We just won't talk about it. And, and I'll be like, if you do it, I'll kill you. Come on. And then the yeah. famous joke, you know, what do you call a parent who doesn't talk to their kids about sex? A grandparent. <laughs> that's pretty much how it is i i think parents need to stop with that though if you don't talk to your kids or if you tell them not to have sex they're more likely to have sex right M my mom never had a conversation with me i learned through friends which isn't good right because when you're 14 your 14 year old friends don't know shit they don't know shit no they don't uh yeah there's no, the whole mom... if you have sex in a jacuzzi you can't get pregnant um if you drink Mountain Dew you can't get pregnant I mean I've heard some really dumb shit <laughs> oh have I I remember there was uh years ago there was 50 cent sodas you bought at the store like these non these generic 50 cent sodas and it was like oh if you know if boys drink that their sperm count is low and you can't get pregnant right all right so we were dumb we were dumb <laughs> we were dumb dumb children I will say that yeah no mom never had a convo actually I don't think any of my cousin's uh, parents had their conversation either yeah, I, I had cool. one. <clears throat> my youngest got all of the information because, but you know, oh, when you I go. started, she was eight years old. So I was like hardcore because I was learning through the company. The company had these great trainings and they had conversations about talking to your kids about sex. It was all part of our, you know, personal and professional development, personally just learning you know, what would be better. And so my youngest got all the benefit of all the information. And I just always told her, I'm like, don't share this information with anybody else. Don't be that kid that knows everything about sex. Cause like, I don't want you getting a reputation, but everybody <laughs> knew what I did. Everybody knew, well, every kid go. knew, every parent knew every, I mean, it's on my car. Like My, <laughs> my license plate says romance. Everybody knows what I do. And the logo of the company was on my car. I never made a secret of it. And one thing that I would do is whenever a kid would come over to our house for the first time, I would make their parents get out of the car and walk through my whole house with me. Okay. Every bedroom, every office space, every living room down in the basement. Like I dragged them through the whole house. So there could never be any conversation where somebody said, well, she got that from you or, you know, she saw that at your house because anything well, that yeah. I had that was, sex related sex toys sex anything was always put away in boxes there was never okay. anything out and but I told her like if you hear things that are wrong then you can correct them but oh yeah but then one day like there was uh one of the moms came I had a little party at my house and one of the one of the moms came and like her son said, where are you going? She's like, oh, I'm going to Sarah Taskowski's mom's house. And he goes, what? I know what happens at Sarah Taskowski's mom's house. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> like you were having fucking orgies in your house. I yeah. hate people. Well, I talk to my son freely about sex. I think that that was the best thing to do. Uh, like I said, my mom never had the sex talk. My son's 14. He's at that age, right? Okay, because you look 27. So what the hell? <laughs> well, he's my stepson, but he's 14. Oh, okay. So I'm 34, though. <laughs> I'm 34. Um, but, you know, we talk about sex. He's more comfortable talking to me than his mom, obviously, because I guess right. it's different. But we talk. In fact, one of his friends, uh, their father had told him that if he pulls out in time, he won't get anyone pregnant. Uh, no, all that does is give you a lousy orgasm. You can still get somebody pregnant. <laughs> yes, I also, I also had to sit there and tell him, I was like, um, first things first, how about STDs, right? We use condoms to avoid that at your age, especially at his age. He's 14, right? You don't know if he's, the girls are a little faster now than when I was growing up. I would have liked growing up in this era. <laughs> um, right. The girls are a little more fun now. I mean, when I was growing up, they were a little more tight asses. But, you know, I do have a conversation <laughs> with him. I, I think it's necessary to have this convo with them. I tell right. them all the time, I really don't want to be a young grandparent. Not really. That this and isn't, I, yeah. You know, he, he doesn't want to come home and tell me that his penis burns. So, because that'd be embarrassing. Right. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I think, Parents and school districts think if you teach kids about contraception, you're giving them permission to have sex. Well, you don't have to give them permission to have sex. They're going to have it. So you might as well teach them how to protect themselves, not get pregnant really young, not spread diseases. Um, You know, uh, one of my daughters recently got an IUD and I was like, you know, that doesn't mean you can stop using condoms, right? Because you can still catch an STD. You can, you know, still like pregnancy isn't the big thing to worry about. Pregnancy goes away in nine months. Pretty much. You know, yeah. Nobody wants to see your swollen vagina nine months from now and be like, look at my baby herpy. Like, no, exactly. Pregnancy is not a terminal illness. (laughs) No, but catching an STD, no, that's a whole different story. (laughs) I have a friend who actually met her, uh, I mean, I thought they were going to be permanent. I can never tell if they're together or not together. Um, but they met on a Facebook group for people with herpes. Oh, man, there you go. Because, <laughs> you know, you already have it, so you can't catch it. And you can't really give it to anybody who already has it. So she had to go there. But the statistics on herpes is ridiculous. It is. It I is. mean, it's almost like if you don't have have herpes now, you're the oddball. You're, you're the minority if you don't have it not the right. majority I mean, anymore <laughs> and and that's because everybody thinks that other birth control is oh that's cool i've i've done everything i need to do and i'm like no i'm not worried about getting pregnant i'm worried about like honestly like i'm happily married but if anything happened to my husband and i had to go back into the dating world you know uh-uh wrap that Mm-mm. no yes always always uh, i make to practice safe sex. I have friends who I grew up with who majority of them have caught an STD. I have not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've managed, even without my mother teaching me about sex, I have managed to learn that you probably should be safe. I'm, I'm also a woman who sleeps with women, right? So ideally dental dams go a long way. For some reason, my lesbian friends don't understand that. And then they want to know why yeah. they end up with something. I'm like, guys, if you're going to sleep around, you should be protected. I mean, listen. Right. See, I don't understand the dental damn thing either, but that's, I've also never been with a woman. So Uh, they're annoying though. They're not, they're not fun, but there is another way to avoid getting an STD sleep with somebody who you actually know about. Right. Right. Become, (laughs) have your, have your tests done. 
get your testing and then yeah. uh, become fluid bonded with that person and make a commitment. Be monogamous. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I think that uh, a lot of my friends don't understand that. It's pretty hysterical when you get the call and it's like, oh, I caught this. And I'm like, well, you kind of met the chick at a bar. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what did, did you, you really want? know her? Like, did you know? It's, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. Easier when it's a woman sleeping with a man, right? Men slaps a condom on, we call it a day. You can avoid the STD. A woman sleeping with a woman, it's a little more, a little more yeah. to it. <laughs> I don't think people really think about that. Because it's just, I, I don't, I guess I just never have because I've never been, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I guess if you're just bumping uglies, yeah. it's going to spread. Pretty much. Ugh. I hate it when yeah. I learn new things like that. Like now I got a whole new, now I got a whole new. <laughs> Let's try. I've but, always, you know, I've always told my friends, like I said, you have to be protected. Um, I normally sleep with women. I know I probably right. have more one night stands with men than women, but. Yeah, I try to know them yeah. first. Like I try to know like, hey, no herpes, no chlamydia, no syphilis. These right. are not fun. Yeah, no. Uh, I had, uh, hmm, and I've never said this on my podcast before. I did have chlamydia when I was 21, there but that was, you know, I was, uh, no, what? Yeah. Was I 21? Or 20, 21, like in that, in that age range. Luckily that's one that goes away. I did yeah. learn my lesson. Um, but yeah, that was, I don't even know if I've said that out loud and Jesus, how old am I? I probably haven't said that out loud in like 40 years, 30 years. Like I just, I kind of like forget about it. It was, that was back. I often tell people, so my middle daughter, uh, is from a one night stand and I'm fairly certain I've mentioned that before. Yes, I've heard it. I like, I like to call it a a short term relationship. Um, there we go. But it was it was in the 80s and there was a lot of sleeping around and there was a lot of one night stands and there was a lot of other things. But it was also the age of AIDS. And so I have always considered my daughter a gift. She was a gift from God that got me back on the right track, got me home, got me back in college. Kind of one of the reasons that my husband and I wound up getting married because he just fell in love with her too um and she was the thing that bound us together for a while because I was just like I don't know if I want to get married and he's like well let me babysit <laughs> your daughter while you go out and party because then he knew I had to come home every night <laughs> ah, smart smart, smart man, man. yeah yeah um but my point is that I would tell people back when I was you know still talked about that part of my life was I got lucky that I got pregnant because I could have gotten AIDS. I could have gotten herpes. I could have gotten murdered. I could have gotten a lot of things. What I got was an amazing, beautiful gift that got me back on the right track. So that's, that's a part of my life that, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've been married for so long that I don't even think about that very often, but that's, but I once was at work one time. And so I've got my first daughter from my first husband. And then I've got my daughter that I got from my short term relationship and then my husband and I have a daughter. And so I'm at my job one day and I, um, you know, I'm fairly well-respected. I do my job. I'm a little bit older than most of the people, but you know, I got my shit together 
And these girls are trash talking another girl. Like she's such a whore. She's got three babies and three baby daddies and what a train wreck. And they're just going off and, oh, and I'm standing there with them. And I was like, <coughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was like, she's a whore. Cause she has three babies and three baby daddies. And they look at me and I'm just like staring at them. And they were like, Oh, to you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, and I'm like, yeah, sometimes uh, it takes you a while to get your shit together. That doesn't make you a whore. <laughs> no, pretty <laughs> much. And it's a misconception. Do I recommend women, it? No. Well, but... <laughs> it's, it's tough. But women, women are whores if they have X amount of sex partners, but men can sleep with everybody and it's fine. It's a misconception. Right. It's a right. double and standard men, and it's not fair. Right. And men can have babies for multiples of women and, and, and that's no big deal. No, no, no. No, not at all. But a woman does it. And it's like, oh, no, that's it. Hang right. <laughs> And I love the argument when I see it, because, uh, you know, people are worried about women and birth control and uh, uh, like the, the guys who attack abortion rates and stuff. And it's like a woman can have a baby every nine months. A man can have a baby every single day for a year. Like yeah, you can just much. keep throwing them out there. So whose whose organs do we really need to look out for? Like, why don't we trap them? Why don't we exactly. figure them out? Like, no, find something always... that cuts their, them off, not us. No, it's always the women. It always comes back to us. It's I mean, it's fault. also just like a man walks away from his child and it's fine, right? Let a woman abandon her kid and she's the worst person in the world. I I had that. I had that. So my oldest, when when me and her dad got divorced, well, what we were doing is I would watch her during the day and then I worked night. So she would go and stay at his house and she would sleep at his house. So we had a good thing going on. So we didn't really have to argue about custody or anything at all. Well, then I got Perfect. pregnant and I knew I needed to go home. And at the time we were living in Alaska. And so oh, you have a, you have one year from the date of separation from your partner for the military to send you back to your home of record. And I was getting near the end of that. So I was pregnant and I needed to go home and get set up. And so I, I said, Kayla can stay with you, right? Until I get set. Well, then, uh, you know, I, I had the middle baby and I, you know, got set, but now I'm working all these hours and I've got the baby and I'm working two jobs and I'm barely staying afloat. And Kayla came to live with me and she was miserable. She Aww. missed her dad. She missed her stepmom. She missed her dog. She missed, you know, being with a family. I mean, she was at the babysitters all the time and she was really acting out. And, you know, finally one day I just called my ex-husband and I'm like, can, can Kayla come live with you? Because I can't, I'm not, I'm not doing a good job. Like she's always in daycare and when she's here, she's angry. She misses you. She cries for you. Can she come live with you? And his, him and his wife were just in tears. They were like, yes, absolutely. We miss her. We love her. We'll do, we'll do whatever we need to do to make sure that you feel like you're still in her life. Um, and they had moved from Alaska to Georgia. So I brought her down to Georgia and then I came back. And so she wound up staying with them for, I don't know, from the age of four until 15 or 16 okay. when she came back to live with me. And you would not believe how many people I would be talking to and they would say something like, you know, any mom that doesn't have custody of their kids is a piece of shit. And See? I would say, first of all, it could be what's best for the child. Why do we always assume exactly. the mom is the best choice? That's always like, an assumption. I don't know why. I really right. never understood that. You did what was good for your child. 
Right. And that's what, and that's really what it was. Was it easier for me? Certainly. It was easier for me to not always need to be worried about her being in daycare and, and whatever, but I didn't want her in daycare all the time, but also I was a single mother with two kids. So I always had to be working. Yes. That's a lot to deal with. And so there was a completely logical, acceptable, safe alternative for her. And I remember having an argument with a guy in a bar one night, or I don't even know if it was, it wasn't an argument, it was a talk. And he's like, any mom that doesn't have, you know, uh, custody of their kids is a piece of shit. And I'm like, or the mom did what was best for the kid. Exactly. You know, like any, and, and I said, I, my daughter lives with my ex-husband and he's like, yeah, but don't you miss her? And I said, if she was kidnapped and like gone or dead, yes, I would miss her every minute of every day, but do I don't miss her because I know where she is. I can talk to her whenever I want. She, you know, like, do you miss your kids when they're at school? <laughs> no. In fact, no. I want him you, to go back to school. <laughs> right. But you know where they are and you know, you know, that they're safe and they're being taken care of and they're happy. So at what point do I just turn around and tell my daughter, well, it doesn't matter that you're happy. You have to come live with me because I'm your mom. Bullshit. No, that wouldn't have been fair to her. It would have made her miserable. She would have rebelled and things would have have been selfish. Yes. See, And there's that bullshit though, right? It has to be that women abandon their kids. It just can't be what's good for the child, but men do it all the time and it's fine. It's always going to be okay. Men. Yeah. Cause apparently moms are the only ones who can be nurturing. But I asked her once because she's 33 now and I asked her a couple of years ago, there was some, I can't remember what was going on, but there was, sometimes I feel like I'm more like an aunt than her mom. And she has another mom, like her other mom was there with her from, I don't know, I think whenever me and her dad got divorced, they met right after that. And then up until they got divorced. Uh, she was already living with me at the time. So, but sometimes I feel like I'm more of an aunt than a mom, but, um, I had to ask her, did you ever feel abandoned Okay. because you didn't Good live question. with me? And, and she goes, no, why would I? Like she had, she had an intact family unit. She had a mom, she had a dad, she had brothers, she had a dog, she had everything. Oh yeah. No, so, she had a good, she know, had a family structure. A, exactly. So Cause I, cause every now and then I get the mom guilt. I'm like, Oh, should I have been there? Should I have been the one who put the tooth under the pillow? Should I, I remember what, I bring that one up because her dad called um, one time and he said, Kayla does not believe in the tooth fairy. She thinks you're the tooth fairy. And, oh, and I'm like, all right, let me talk to her. So she gets on the phone. She goes, are you the tooth fairy? I said, do I look like I have time to fly around the world, and put money under people's beds every night? And she goes, <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> and and, and then your dad gets by on the phone. He goes, why didn't I think of that? And I'm like, because I'm smarter than you. <laughs> well, there you go, right? Yes, women are usually smarter than men. <laughs> right. So he, she would come and visit me, you know, for a month in the summertime. And we would have a great time. And I got to enjoy her for who she was. But I was probably more of an aunt than a mom. Okay. Uh, but then she moved back in with me when she was 16. And then that was just rough because then we went right from I barely know you to teenager (laughs) to teenager suck yeah and and her and my husband did not get along so that was unpleasant yeah it was it's it's better now but I really feel like what what I what we did for Kayla letting her live with her dad and her stepmom and everybody else was the right thing and it had nothing to do with 
I couldn't, wouldn't let my ego get in the way of what was best for her. And what was best for her was not being in daycare 18 hours a day while I worked two jobs. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have been fair to her. You did the right thing. I don't, you know, people, people should understand that. It's always what's better for the child. And getting her back as a teenager, though, God bless you. Teenagers suck. They really do. (laughs) All three of mine. And before I got involved with my fiance now, I was with someone and I raised their child for 10 years. And teenage life sucked. Uh, Harder with a girl. Yeah. Yeah. She was a tough one. Uh, A lot of shit going on back then, I would say. Um, You know, camera phones, right? So we all have now phones with cameras. Sucks. I remember the first time, like, I went to a phone and I was like, oh, these are nudes. Fantastic. Maybe I should have a conversation <laughs> with her about why we shouldn't send pictures to people, especially right. now. Right. I mean, as an adult, they're it's going different. out. They're yes, going viral. As, exactly. As an adult, it's different, right? I, if I send a nude to my fiance, we're in a relationship, right? I doubt she's going to blast mine on the internet. When you're 14 years old and you're sending out nudes, you should expect that all his friends can see them. Or yep. they're going to be on some sort of platform. And I, I can't keep up with all the platforms these days. <laughs> but Well, one thing that you could, one thing that we could tell them, because they never think about this, uh, you're 14 years old. And if you send him a nude and he has it on his phone and anybody sees it, he can be arrested for child pornography. So I tell my son that now, because he has a friend who tends to send unsolicited dick pics. Mm. And yeah, listen, he's, yeah. I'm like, you send it to friend. somebody yeah and their parent finds it fuck yeah they're gonna come after you yes and that's when i told him i was like you need to tell your buddy because i can't tell his friends they're not my kids right i don't want to be that person you You need to tell your friends (laughs) stop sending pictures to girls that don't want them because when someone screenshots it even if they do want them yeah pretty much i mean when they're young child porn yes i pull i tell him that all the time right because you know he's like i said he's 14 he has a girlfriend now a lot of facetime so i can only imagine what really goes on don't want to know um right. but i tell them all the time like child pornography goes a long way um it goes on your record <laughs> yeah um i've always i push on him consent right consent's like a big thing i joke around all the time like i'm gonna get him little flyers and be like here have them sign this yeah let them know <laughs> let me know that they consented to what happens next it's a new world out there like i it's different than when i was growing up and i tell him this and i push this i think i push consent a lot which i should I don't need no one's mom coming to me or the cops coming to me that my son did something that their daughter didn't want, even right. though girls are a little fast. <laughs> yeah, I actually, my my nephew and I were joking around about making t-shirts that said, I require enthusiastic consent to wear to the bar. <laughs> there you go. See, that'd be fantastic. That'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I really should make those shirts and on the back have stand-up comedy sex ed. Oh my God, you should. It's great advertisement. There was an, another one we were joking around about. It says, I come on the warning label and then I'll sell a uh, sex toy that called warning label. <laughs> oh, see, that'd be great. <laughs> that I would have to create good. it first, but I was, what a great idea. I just put all the shit on my podcast so people can steal it. <laughs> well, there you go. That's pretty much it, right? You're, you're like, oh, here's something you can think of to doing. So Actually, how old were you when you lost your virginity? 14. 14 years old. All right. um, I think I was there. Oh, I think I, had- I was 13. I had sex with a girl first and then a boy after, right? I guess I was trying to explore my, <laughs> I was trying to explore to see what I wanted in life. One, I should have known, um, I should have been taught that you don't necessarily have to have sex with a boy to have your cherry pop. Right. What do you know? A girl can do it. Yeah. Freaked out. Also riding I, a horse, riding a bicycle. 
Like, Somebody should tell you these things. And I remember freaking out because I was like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. Like, <laughs> do I have my period? Like, oh. Yeah. But yeah, definitely uh, my first girlfriend was 14. Um, it's pretty, pretty fucking interesting. I knew nothing about women anyway, even though I was a woman. I don't think, I don't think I really had explored myself like most people have. However, though, I think when I was 11, my mom was married to a man who had kids and like his daughter and me would fool around. Should have known I was going to be a lesbian though. I, <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have known. But and then um, I had sex with a, a male for the first time at 14 and that shit was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was like his lack of experience. I mean, obviously I wasn't experienced, but it just sucked. Um, it was boring. I had to guide him towards where he needed to go, which seems to be a freaking thing. Sounds like he was a virgin. Oh, God, I really hope he wasn't the way he bragged. And he was a friend of mine. That was the reason, too. I was like, oh, he's a friend. What's the big deal after this? We can be friends and call it a day. Well, he then got a little clingy, which I wasn't okay with because I really wasn't into him. I just wanted to lose my virginity at this point. All my (laughs) friends had slept with boys. And I was like, oh, let me try. It really, really sucked. God, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and that's kind of the thing. And uh, you know, I I feel like it's very important to you know talking to kids about sex because if it's not with somebody that you're into, it's never going to be good. It's never going to be good because you're not going to be lubricated. You're not going to be aroused. You're not going to orgasm. You're just going to be bored because you're like, oh my god, how long is this going to take? And it's important to send the message to your kids that when you are ready and when you feel safe and when you are protected and when you are loved, it will be good. Right. But if you're just doing it to get rid of it, never going to be good. It sucked. Yeah. It was one of those things. I was just like, this, this is what the hell I this like, this was the big, this was the big, wow. All the girls were bragging about. Right. Yeah. did not enjoy it at all. Uh, Had sex the year after and enjoyed it, but with him, it was just, yeah. I remember when I lost my virginity, I did it. And, and again, it was just to get rid of it because, Same. and I was in, it was in between ninth and 10th grade. So uh, not a hundred percent sure how old I was. I think it was, it was, I think it was 13, but I thought everybody else was having sex. And so I was like, all right, well, I want to be behind the curve. So let me just go ahead and get rid of this. And then I found out that nobody had had sex. And then everybody was asking me like, well, how was it? And I'm like, well, it was horrible. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it was. I mean, and uh, it just it. I'm really angry that that forever gets to be the how I lost my virginity story. And I feel like when we're doing sex ed, there should be like um, some sort of t- a timeline that says like like a bell curve, you know, where people so people don't feel unusual. So it'll say, OK, like out of 100 people one had sex at nine, you know, at, at 11, one had sex at 12, two had sex at 13, four, you know, four had sex at this 75 had sex at 16, 17, 18, 19. And then all these numbers here so that people don't feel like they're that out of the range. So they can see that there's a percent. So like, I don't want to be the three out of a hundred people. <laughs> right. And, or you can also, when you get to that big number where a lot of people are losing their, their virginity, and you're over here at the 16, 17, 18, um, 19, 20, 21, 22 level, you can still see that you're not the only one. 
Pretty much, yeah, that would be nice. But sex ed so, teaches you basics that have right. <laughs> no relevance to everyday life. <laughs> right. I just talked to someone uh, on last week's podcast, and she is a health teacher uh, who teaches uh, sex, how to teach sex ed. Hmm. And she writes curriculum for school districts on medical based sex ed practices to teach kids when they go through puberty. So they're teaching them comprehensive, medically based sex ed. Yes, my son actually knows more about a woman's period than I think he should know. But <laughs> I right. sat there and was like, where the fuck did you get this from? And he's like, right. oh, our health class. I was like, oh, that's what they're teaching guys. Great. There's well, so it, but it's, it is important because there's it really is. nothing worse than as a woman having your period and having everybody freak out about it. You know, like, or you yes. bleed through, like, it's like, it should just be like, ah, fuck. All right. Who's got extra tampons or like, it should be a yeah. gathering. It shouldn't <laughs> be like, oh, look, oh, look, she bleeding. Cause um, when I lived in Alaska, I was a waitress at, at a bar. And one night there was a girl and she was on the dance floor. She was clearly on her way to being hammered if she wasn't already hammered. And she was wearing a very short white skirt. Oh, damn. Like leather. And her period had started and, oh. and I, I don't know what she was wearing for underpants, but it was coming down her leg and everybody was sitting there going, Oh, like looking at her and pointing at her and chatting with each other. And I was like, mm. and I got up and I went up to her and I whispered her in her ear. I'm like, your period has started. It's coming down your leg. Let's go. And she's yes. like, Oh my God. And I'm like, let's go. And we just went into the bathroom that's and it. that's how women should be taking care of each other. Yeah, or you know, like whoever she was with, whatever you know, partners with she, there should have been no pointing and laughing. No, it's biologically been. happening to almost all of us every 28 days. Pretty and much, every exactly. given moment, half the people in the world are having their period. Pretty much. I, it's it's a natural thing. <laughs> so I love that they're teaching boys about it so it's less scary, less icky, less um stigmatizing. Oh yeah, you know? like He's, he's very knowledgeable about it. In fact, like, I'll be in pain. He'll be like, oh, you have cramps. Do you want me to get the heating pad? And I'm dying because he's a 14-year-old boy. And I'm like, sure. That's awesome. He's going to grow Help up to be out. a great partner. I, we are raising him to be a good young man. Um, try to teach him to be a gentleman. And, you know, he, at his age, I'm pretty shocked about the whole monogamy thing. I mean, he has a girlfriend. And at his age, I wasn't like that. I had multiple girlfriends and boyfriends. I was exploring life. <laughs> right. that's what I tell people for years um you know when it came down to categorizing myself I guess it was bisexual even though now there's new terms there's pansexual and all this stuff I'm trying to keep up with which is hard <laughs> I, I try but it's it's difficult. hard for everyone <laughs> yeah I, I can't keep up and you know but for years I was like oh yeah I guess I'm bisexual if I had to categorize myself I think it always came down to though just sex right I don't I don't necessarily date men I date I did date a male as a teenager for years uh he turned out gay actually <laughs> so you were each other's beards <laughs> yeah pretty much and like all the signs were there that he was gay and I just like kept bypassing them because um he was actually pretty good in bed he definitely knew how to eat like he was great at oral sex nice should have known that seems that <laughs> seems like it's something that wouldn't be that they'd be good at because I remember uh what's his name he used to be on Chelsea Handle all the time his name was Ross and he's like, he had a, a girlfriend one and he went down. He was like, oh, uh, uh, uh. he's like, and I did it, but oh, I hated it. <laughs> I <was just> like, 
No, he was, uh, that was like his, uh, that was his big thing. He was just very good at it. Um, I was shocked, actually, especially at our age. I think we started together and he was older than me. So I had to be about 15. He had to be 18. But yeah, years later, though, um, he came out the closet and I was like, oh, shit, I seen, I noticed the signs. There were a yeah. lot of signs. Well, there was the big out. one that he, that he was missing is that he was real good at what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, he, um. But me and him are best friends now. I mean, we, we get along great and he's, he'll be at my wedding. And, but yeah. yeah, I probably should have seen the signs. But you know what? We were young and a lot of it, I guess, was he was hiding his identity. I wasn't. I've been bisexual. I was bisexual most of my teenage life. I came out to my mom at 14. And how'd she take that? Very well. Um, so apparently they knew I was going to be a lesbian. <laughs> it was <laughs> shocking. It was one of those things where it was like, Oh, we knew. And like, I thought my like grandparents were going to have it. Like, <laughs> it was like, oh, we knew. Like, you've been playing basketball your whole life. You hated wearing a tutu. You cried about, you know, at ballet class. And they tried to make me do Girl Scouts. That didn't work. I played basketball. But it was definitely, I thought it was going to be this big coming out thing, right? I'm coming out and like, some fireworks. And everybody's going to be so excited that I'm finding <laughs> my truth. And no, everyone was like, oh, we knew. Even my grandparents. Oh, we knew. What the fuck? <laughs> What do you mean? So much for coming out the closet. All right, guys. I guess no big deal here. It's like when you come out of the closet and you realize the closet was glass. Yeah, like everyone can see you. The biggest thing was we were waiting for you to figure it out. Well, maybe you guys could have fucking told me. I would have figured it out earlier. (laughs) That's hysterical. It was great. Why do they call it coming out of the closet, though? You know what? I still don't know where the term comes from. I should probably Google it. I am bad at this. I don't know where it comes from. but yeah when I definitely when I came out it was like no big deal um and I heard the shit my grandfather would say about gay people growing up and I always thought like god he's He's gonna hate hate me yeah and no he was a supporter he was like all right whatever yeah all right guys no big deal I I think that's something that people should realize is just because you say words with your mouth sometimes to be funny sometimes whatever does not mean you hate that group of people, you know? And, and you know, like, I, I think know, when I was growing up, you know, faggot was a thing that everybody said. It didn't mean I hated yeah. gay people. No. It never it's, did. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's true. And it's so true. Well, we're also in a new world right now. I wouldn't right now. say it now. Sensitive. Like, I would not, you know? Well, yeah. And my grandfather, I have to remember that he was a man of his times, right? This is what I tell people. People are people of their times, right? So at right. one point, this was something that people looked at and was like, oh, my God. Right. Like it's different, but we're in 2021 now, um, there are terms we apparently can't use, which is hysterical enough. So when I was growing up, you didn't go around calling women dykes. It wasn't a thing. It was offensive. And okay. now, but now it's no big deal, right? These little, these younger lesbians call each other dykes. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm a dyke. And I'm like, oh, that was like when the bitch thing went through. It was probably <laughs> before you, but you know, at some point calling a woman was a bitch was like a, a super offensive thing and then for a long time and then all of a sudden everybody was like hey bitch what's up you yes. know and it never meant anything and then my I remember this because my my middle daughter one time uh had said something you know she was like oh Becca's a bitch like but she didn't mean Becca's a bitch right exactly. but it got back to her mom and her mom's club oh, well, how dare your daughter call my daughter a bitch and that and I was like whoa slow your roll don't you watch tv <laughs> like 
bitch is common. It doesn't yes. mean what it meant when you were growing up. You know, I they're 12, <laughs> 13 exactly. years old. I they're just copying what they heard on TV. Yeah, you know. It's the new world. People have to get with the get with the times yeah. and the lingo. I mean, like I said, I'm still trying to keep up. I just learned about my son came to me to talk to me one day about different genders. And I was like, what the hell are you saying to me? Right. I said, I'm confused. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm trying to it's progress. Just, I'm trying to be progressive. Well, and that's the thing. I try to be very, very progressive because of what I do and, and who I do it with and, and et cetera. But the cancel culture is so um, strong that yes. it makes it hard. Like I would love to bring my talk into colleges, but I'm so afraid to say something wrong and get canceled that I'm not even like, I told my business coach today, I'm like, I don't want to go to colleges. I don't want to deal with that group. I don't want to deal yeah, with a group true. that is so upset that, you know, like if, they, if their president doesn't get in, they cry. Like they're just, yeah, everybody's angry. Everybody's upset. You know, um, there was a, uh, popular singer that was supposed to come to Yukon where my daughter goes to school and he had been accused of some sort of sexual misconduct. Now there was no proving it. There was no, yeah. there was, it was just an accusation, but a group of students fought to get him kicked off this, like Jeez. not come. So he was already in Connecticut and they pulled his con pulled it and said he couldn't be on stage. So did they win? No. Cause they still had to pay him $300,000 exactly. because it was in their concert. No, it was shit. in their contract. So what the f if you're upset by it, don't go to the fucking concert. Exactly. That's I'm it. I'm still pissed at Chris Brown for punching uh, Riri, Rihanna. Right. Yeah. It, do I want to listen to his music? No. Do I sometimes find myself singing along to that's how many fucks I give? Yes. God yeah, damn it. Of course. But why wasn't he? I don't understand. Why wasn't he canceled? It was different back then. Now it's like you said, it's cancel culture. You now forget about it. Everybody's home. Right and everyone's right. on so i'm never media. gonna spend money on a chris brown something or other but if it happens to be on the radio and now the cancel culture with uh jk rowling because they say that she's uh transphobic which i 1000 percent disagree with yeah but, but see with, that's the thing like people say things without thinking and they try to cancel everyone i for a while people were like why do you eat at chick-fil-a they don't like gay people. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're also they're religious. Sundays. They're allowed to be religious, right? They think right. that's their belief. Who am I to right. say different? All, all the owner said was that he feels that a, you know, a man and woman is what a real family and marriage is. Okay, well, that's his opinion. Right. Why would I go and not eat good chicken right. because of his beliefs? That's, that's how I feel. Plus, they walk the walk. Like, if they were open on Sundays and they had this anti-gay thing, I would be like, hypocrites but yeah they're closed on sunday because yes. they believe that the sunday the sabbath is holy so yes obviously they do not agree with gay culture do i agree with them no i do not do i like their chicken yes i do so do i am and i, I keep actually, eating there yes i am <laughs> me too and that's how i feel i'm like i can't cancel eating at places or cancel shopping at places because of someone's beliefs we all have our own beliefs the I other thing i don't shit. agree with is um and I've always said this about boycotts, but it kind of works with cancel culture too. The more you complain about something and the more you put it out in the universe and the more you say, oh my God, did you see what this person said? The more you're advertising for them. Yes, free advertising goes a long way. It, exactly. There was there was some some donut shop somewhere in like Rhode Island or, or 
I don't even remember where it was. And they had said something about that they weren't going to give cops free donuts anymore or something. And then it blew up and everybody was like, I will never shop. I will never, I will never. And they kept sharing it and kept sharing it and kept sharing it. I guarantee you that that company has a bigger business now. Because once people forget why they were angry, they'd be like, oh, I've heard of that donut store before. And they're going to go in. Plus all the people who had never heard of them before, who believe in what they said, went there automatically to support them see you don't take anybody down with a boycott no you don't actually you give them free advertising and they make more money exactly okay like, oh what was stuff. it the what was it the thing like um i think it was ivanka trump said something about oh goya had said i don't remember the goya. thing with the goya and the ivanka trump thing but here's the thing did i even have an inkling what goya was before the argument no probably not <laughs> Do I know who they are now? Yes. Yes. So it was free advertising. Yes. I remember that Goya thing. Everybody was like, oh, I'm boycotting Goya. They're Trump supporters. And I'm like, so because they're Latin, a Latin company, they can't be a Trump supporter. You guys are idiots. Like everybody's an idiot. I'm still going to go get my Goya seasoning. Sorry, because I'm Hispanic (laughs) and I need it for my Spanish food. People are ridiculous. (laughs) I can't. I scroll through the internet sometimes. I'm like, oh God, help us all. We're fucked. Right. The my the my pillow guy is getting tons and tons and tons of advertising. I happen to work for one of the companies who pulled him, and I am so <laughs> baffled by it. Um, between <laughs> I, I can't understand it. So we pulled this, but yet we allow we allow certain shirts to be sold. Come on, guys. Right. The cat's twenty two here, and I think that if I mean gonna, I'm not like, going to buy a my pillow because I just think they're crappy pillows. Oh, they're <laughs> shit. They're garbage. Let me tell you, I've tried them. They're horrible. <laughs> but like you know, I feel like if we're going to do one thing, we should keep to the other, right? So then let's keep politics right. out of business in general, and we won't have this problem. Right. My son in law loves his my pillow. Actually, I think maybe it's my daughter who likes the my pillow. I like the therm the um the ones that memory foam pillows. Those you know, I like. we have a lot of uh my fiance and me. We go through a lot of different pillows um she's buying 50 pillows and she's like oh i don't like them and i'm like well it's 50 so either you're gonna <laughs> use the fucking pillow <laughs> you have to sleep on it eight hours a night you'll be fine they're expensive i don't want to hear it well get them at kohl's when there's a 30 percent off coupon that's how i buy pillows <laughs> i happen to work for them i get more than the 30 that's my company <laughs> oh so they don't so that they, they don't sell the my pillow <laughs> no they pulled it uh they did pull it in fact there was a whole meeting about like my pillow and how you can't wear like Nope, nothing political anymore. No more BLM masks, no more Trump-supported shirts. And I was like, well, that should have been the thing from the beginning, but... Right, it really should have business. been. I'm on my right. business. It, it, it's so <laughs> silly. It, like, no, you don't bring your personal beliefs into work. No. Like, there was... Okay, because I heard something the other day. I was looking at... It was somebody else's post, and it said... Uh, well, I won't stay at Marriott anymore, because they don't like republicans and conservative people and i was like wait what so then i remember like i remember thinking about it and it was a like two years ago one marriott somewhere in i have no idea where there was uh, either a trump rally or some sort of conservative something and the manager put a sign up that said you know like we don't want you here or something but that's one manager of one Marriott who probably got fired. That. Yeah, I definitely got fired after that. That was bad. Right. So you can't <laughs> blame an entire chain for the thing that one person does. Unless the chain, unless the person at the top comes out and says, I'm the CEO of Marriott and I don't want Republicans in my in my 
and nobody would ever do that. No, Shut the fuck that'll, up. Kill client, that'll kill the client's cell base. No, you can't do that. Right. People are, yeah, no. Right. And I'm like, so now, but now this one idiot remembers that one manager somewhere said something and I'm just like, oh, and you are the problem with America. Yes. Yes. And it's fucking internet. Everybody has access to the internet. People repost the craziest things. They really do. Can we just I unfollow funny so memes? many people. Yeah. Can we just post funny memes and things about sex? I'd be right. happy if that's all I got to see on the internet. Exactly. Bernie memes and things about sex. <laughs> that was actually, those Bernie memes were fucking hysterical. Yes. And things about hysterical. sex. And it didn't hurt anybody. And it wasn't. No. And then I saw one person was like, these Bernie memes are disrespectful. But I'm like, shut the fuck up. But see, that's because we're in a sensitive world. Everybody is sensitive. You can't say shit anymore. Did you hear what he, he did? No. He, he, oh, he, he took, made the switch. <laughs> yeah, he took, sold sold them for $45 each and then donated all the money to Vermont Meals on Wheels. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a politician I respect. Do, do I yeah. like his politics? Not that much. He's no. way too socialist for me. But I like that he, he didn't become a billionaire by being in politics and he takes care of his people. Yes, which is fantastic. He practices what he preaches and I respect that. He took his, I was smart with the meme. That thing went viral. In fact, I was confused for a while when I was scrolling through the internet. I was like, what's with all the memes? And then I was like, got it. Let That's like with the, with the, um, the T one. The, what was the T one that just went around? The, where the guy oh, smashed one? it into the Oh yes, head. the twisted T. I finally seen the video tea. for that. Yeah, it was funny because I kept seeing all of these memes and I'm like, and so when I Google, I'm like, what's with the Twisted T memes? And then I found the video and I'm like, yes, that's amazing. (laughs) That's what I do. Thank, you know, like, thank the heavens for Google. I'm able to Google everything nowadays. I used to want to make a T, I used to want it. I used to, at some point I wanted to make, yeah, there was no way for me to make that sentence right. At some point I wanted to make a t-shirt that said Googleness is next to godliness because if people would ask me questions all the time and I would just Google the answers and then be like, you're so smart. And I'm like, because I know how to search. Yeah, seriously, because I know how to use a search engine. Exactly. I just know how to, re- I know how to report that. We didn't actually talk that much about sex. I was just going to say that too. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about having fun and, and just talking to people. Let's see, do I have any more nosy questions? Do you have a funny sex story? Uh, you know, well, probably so. Not a couple of weeks ago, right? We're in the room and um, I told you we have a 14 year old son. So sometimes it gets a little difficult to have sex. Oh, we also adopted a dog who tends to fucking sleep on our bed. So he gets in between us during sex. It's hysterical mm. when he watches us. So I have restraints that come from under the bed, right? So I have her tied up, have her blindfolded and doing our thing. And all of a sudden I get a light knock at the door. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like I go to her and I'm like, don't say anything. I'm just gonna act like we're sleeping. Then I get another light knock at the door. Still quiet. My son eventually walks away from the door. He fucking calls me on my phone. Okay, you <laughs> shithead. He's like, did you know you locked the dog out of the room? <laughs> you know what? Are you kidding me? Like, are, it's two, first of all, it's two o'clock in the morning. Why are you even out of your room? I mean, like, and now, you know, we're really just in the middle of this right now. I got to start over with the foreplay because now right. is different. <laughs> Had her quiet. She's all fucking blindfolded. And I couldn't open the door because I couldn't even hide her if I tried. I could not. All because we locked the dog out of the room. I was so like, this, this, is, this is just not the way to go. 
I just don't understand why you didn't say we're having sex. Go away. <laughs> I thought about it. I really did. You know, just like yesterday, I was actually on um, I was on a website looking looking at sex toys, right? Because we we have a lot, right? I mean, this is what we right. do. And we're on my website. Go to my website. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go to yours. And I'm scrolling, and he walks in the room, and me not thinking like he's gonna walk towards my tablet, right? Because the fuck do you want? right <laughs> here he comes and he walks over he's like oh I want to know if I could use your your surface and like he looks down and he was like guess not and then like walks out <laughs> so she's sitting there she's like why wouldn't you x out the tab and I'm like well who the fuck walks to their parents computer while they're on their computer right. <laughs> dude you're gonna see shit I mean yeah. this is what it is he tends to go to our room a lot I have my little like my little bullet in my nightstand I'm not hiding it Right. Okay, I'm not hiding it. it. It is what it is. I have restraints under our mattress, right? If he happens to see one sticking out, too bad. It happens. You learned. Yeah. <laughs> don't go yeah. in your parents' room if you don't want to see shit. He does have a. We have a nephew. He's six years old, and he's always hiding in our closet. And I told his father one day, right? I was like, listen, he's gonna pull out that fucking Nike duffel bag, and you guys are gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna. You guys are gonna die. He's gonna walk down the stairs with something he shouldn't. May it be like the nipple clamps, the dildos, <laughs> the floggers. He's gonna walk down the stairs. Look, I found Daddy's razors. <laughs> I, you have to keep your child out of my closet before he pulls out something that you guys don't want to see. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have, which I guess is also why our sex is so great. Like I've, I had an ex that I spent ten years with, and after two years, the sex died. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was her or me, um, but it died. It was boring. We didn't do anything. We didn't own any toys and it sucked. And I spent 10 years with her, okay? <laughs> it was kind of hell on wheels. But then I got involved with my fiance now and the sex has been fantastic, right? We have a bunch of toys, we shop. In fact, she, Valentine's Day is coming up. She was just shopping again. Um, yeah, I'm gonna send you my website. Yes, please do because we buy a lot of toys. It's a thing. We buy a lot of toys, right? I I have from nipple clamps, dildos. Like one of my favorites is uh, I guess it's like a flogger. It had it, the other end of it is a glass handle, which I didn't realize you can cool down glass till I heard your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, why didn't I think of this? Cool, hot. What? Why didn't this cross mm-hmm. my mind? The things you learn. For anybody who's listening, if you go to standupcomedysexed.com, there is a shopping link that will bring you to my shopping page. Oh, I'm going to have to click it. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to <laughs> click it. I definitely, I remember I was listening to your podcast, came home and was like, babe, we need to look at what kind of lubricant we have. Yeah. There's different lubricants um, yep. for different things. And I don't know, I buy one. I mean, it says lube. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll buy it and let's see if it works, which is also... I heard you guys talk about lubricants and friction and I remember having sex when I was younger and was like, that's why that shit hurt. Right. You aren't properly lubricated. <laughs> I didn't start using lubricant till shit a few years ago, which yeah. is bad. I started using it at 38 because that's when I heard about it. And to me, that's just disgusting. Like how, how did I go that many years without knowing about lube? Just being uncomfortable. Just being like, God, I wish it was hurry up. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. Don't no. oh, Hey puppy. He comes, he, is that the one that gets on the bed yes, it's very weird um and then she gets weirded out like oh, and she's like babe but don't staring at us and i'm like well he's not a fucking child <laughs> he yeah. can't tell anybody i have a no pet in the room 
rule. I've always had a no pet and I have a very light sleeper unless I'm the one snoring, in which case you can't wake me up. But <laughs> the cat starts licking himself in the middle of the night. I'm like, ah, oh, oh. find that thing and murder it. So no cats, no dogs, no nothing. And it is hard to train them to stay the fuck out of your room. But well, yes. And he it. has abandonment issues. We got him from a shelter. So oh. he always thinks we're going to leave him, which the one time I kicked him out of the room and went to have sex, my son knocked on the fucking door. So. <laughs> Probably because he went down to your son's room and it was like, hey, I'm locked out. Can you help me out, bro? <laughs> uh, interrupting. Like he's so, he's such the dog, such a pain in the ass. But you know what, though? We, we work, we work, I work around dogs. See, the dog, the dog won't throw me off. I'll still get mine. I, I mean, I'll still <laughs> orgasm. But he can stare at me all he wants. He can't repeat any of it. <laughs> Who's he going to tell? His doggy friends? Like, I'm fine with that. I'm All perfectly right, well, fine. Speaking of the doggy friends, this is probably going to be a different answer than I normally get, but what's your favorite position? You know what? And are your positions different? No, they're not because, um, so I definitely, we definitely play a lot with a strap on. So just mm-hmm. like most people, doggy style is one of the best positions. Ah, you, see, hit, there we go. you hit more. <laughs> um, even though I, you know, I'm a lesbian, I don't scissor. I've never been into scissoring. It's not my thing. I don't see the point of rubbing our vaginas together. <laughs> it's not my thing at all. But doggy style, definitely. I happen to love my strap on. Especially since, you know, you can add any size, shape, curve yep. you need. It's great. All right. And then uh, what's your favorite toy? Besides my strap on. Ah, the rabbit. Um, does a strap on do anything for you or is it for your partner? So it's for her, but it also comes with a little pouch with a little vibrator. Okay. So I can turn it on and I actually get, you know, I actually get to orgasm as well. So it's great. Just have to My company to has on. one that actually goes inside of you and then go, and mm-hmm. then is also like, so you can do, it's like a strap on, but it's strapped on inside your body. I'm going to check out your website because I think that yes. would be interesting for us. I think that yeah, would be we have very interesting. A whole collection. It's called the R- RGB collection. But that's oh, one that, check that out. goes right in, in, in there. So, yeah, favorite toy. You said, sorry, I got distracted when you said strap on. Uh, rabbit. Rabbit. The rabbit is great. I don't, we finally got one a few months ago and I was like, oh, well, this thing tickles and it plays and it pops and it, it rotates. It's great. We have one that just came back. We used to have it a number of years ago. It's called the triple orgasm machine. And it actually th- has a little thrusting mechanism. Oh, So wow. it rotates, vibrates. It's got the rabbit on the outside and it does a little thrust, thrusty thing. I'm so check that out. Yeah. Oh, she would love that. Put that, <laughs> put that on your Valentine's list. <laughs> put that on my Valentine's list. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we're all into trying new toys. Um, You know, we have, I think we recently just bought like anal beads got to find the right lubricant though. Um, right. Like I said, listening to your podcast, I've learned that lubricant plays a big part. <laughs> right. Um, I would recommend a silicone lubricant lubricant for those okay. because that your back door has no uh, lubrication at all. So you want something that's going to stay on the surface of the skin and keep everything. You may not enjoy, well, there's, that's, it's a thing. So some women like anal beads, some do not because anal beads are designed to stimulate the prostate gland and we don't have have that yes but but plugs have the um you know they have they're just they fill the area and puts puts pressure on the inside so it gives you more stimulation 
I think I should also buy one of those as well. You know that um, I'm gonna have to. Buy, yeah, see, I think I'm gonna have to check out your site. <laughs> Sorry, like, Sammy, didn't be like call, pay, paycheck. Sex <laughs> toy, sex toy yeah. store. <laughs> Seriously, whole we have a whole freaking duffel bag. It's pretty hysterical. Like Valentine's Day, we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to Atlantic City for a few days just to get out the house alone. No child, nice. no dog. Right. And you know, you pack your stuff, so we have our little luggage, and then do you bring your restraints. I bring those I don't because they're already hooked under my bed and I don't want to but I do have a Japanese rope right. so I I will tie her to anything I find I don't care <laughs> um I do more of the tying up than actually getting tied up it's a control thing I'm only giving up full control I have let her mm-hmm. tie me up on a couple occasions but it's, it's a control thing for me I'm a Leo <laughs> by nature I'm controlling it's who I am <laughs> I'm just like, tie me up. That just means I don't have to do anything but enjoy it. So, well, there you go. I mean, it, it works out for her, benefits for her, right? She gets to exactly. sit back and enjoy, and I get to do all the work. Um, I had, I don't, it's, I don't even know what stories I've told on this podcast or, or not, but my husband one time he had been gone out of town for a month. He was in um, Bahrain doing some work, and uh, he stopped at a sex toy store on the way home from the airport and bought restraints which pissed me off because we sell restraints like i sell restraints <laughs> why are you buying restraints somewhere else so he comes home and he's like oh we're gonna do this and he like ties me up and everything and, and, and at first he tied my legs together and i was like okay that's interesting and my network that's gonna be fun um and then you know like we have our fun and then we're cuddling afterwards and i said what do you want to do for dinner and he says you didn't plan dinner and i was like well i couldn't i was all tied up <laughs> see there you go good reason not to think dinner <laughs> <laughs> I I think restraints are super fun. Um, uh, trust it's a trusting. You have to trust your partner, and you know. But I I do like restraints. Um, happens to be probably one of my top five. I would say the number one sex toy that everybody should invest in is a blindfold. Yes, uh, we have multiples because we bought one yeah. off some site, and it was garbage. It was trash. I mean, you could see through. Like, what's the right. point of that? I like the whole <laughs> not being able to see. Right? She doesn't see. She can't. Can't complain. I tell people if you've got a partner who's afraid to use sex toys or just is reluctant to or doesn't want to, um, shout out tequila, get them loosened up because you know we do more things when we're comfortable. Uh, This is true. And second thing, blindfold. Yeah, that's it. It's like if you want to lead a horse through a gate, you've got to put a you got to put the blinders on so they don't see it. it. So if you put the blindfold on, now they're working with sensation and they don't immediately go, oh my God, I don't want that because they can see it, but they can feel it. And then they're like, oh, okay, that'll work. This is true. I don't, I lucked out though. Uh, my fiance is a freak. I think that might be the reason why uh, I'm still yeah. around and happy. Uh, I got very lucky. She's very open to anything in bed, which is great because comfortability also, right? right. We had the conversation from the beginning. We were friends first, so we've had sex conversations prior, which with my past relationships, I didn't do. So getting into bed with them, it was like, shit, like, can I choke her? Would she not like being choked? Am I going to make her cry? You know, can I pull her hair? That and is an awkward thing. It is. You, know, you like, don't know what you can do. Right. <laughs> and, but you don't want to ask in advance. Cause like, all right. So I was doing a party one time and I was talking to this girl and she's like, I just had sex with this guy for the first time. And, um, he kind of, he tried to choke me and I was really uncomfortable. And I was like, is he about to murder me? And, and then she goes, is that a thing? Is it, do people like that? And I was like, girl, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Um, you maybe shouldn't, he maybe shouldn't have done it the first time you got together because yes, no. you're thinking he's guys murdering me, but, <laughs> but true. yeah, no, it's uh it's pretty it's common. Thing. Yes. I, 
you know what though? I did have a woman I was sleeping with and um I didn't bring up choking and I choked her one day and she hysterical cried. Oh, all right. Well that'll 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 kill your mood, right? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. will. So was she like, oh was it trigger or something? It did. Uh so what oh. she didn't tell me was a year prior she had been choked by someone who she almost passed out from some guy in the street. Well that'd have been nice to bring up prior, right. but yeah, I definitely felt very bad. It took it took months to work her up to the being choked by me, knowing that like, you know, I'm not gonna hurt you. Uh yeah. you know, you could tap me to stop, I'll stop. <laughs> right. It was funny. My uh I wouldn't have so my ex husband had uh had a thing where when he got angry, he was good for the uh. the, the little choke there. And so one of my stand-up jokes is if you could have just figured out I like being choked in the bedroom and not in the kitchen, we probably would have lasted a lot longer. <laughs> you got it. Right? But um, then the next guy that I dated after him, uh, when, one day we were sitting, it, he was in a race car driving and we were sitting at the races and, and I was, you know, like on his lap between his legs kind of thing. And he was just kind of playing with, playing with my neck. Well, then the cars came at where we were sitting and he literally just picked me up by my, 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 by my neck and just rotated our bodies so that I wouldn't get like the, the impact, you know, like not, not the impact. It wasn't going to hit me, but when it hits, you know, there's metal and there's dirt and there's debris that fly up into the stands. And I remember just thinking to myself, wow, sexy as fuck. (laughs) I mean, one, he saved my life, but damn. But he did it while choking me. So it's even better now. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's, great. uh, that's a little thing that I don't not enjoy. Let's put yeah, it that way. It's, it's fun. It's good. You know, as long as you trust your partner, know they're not a dick right. and, you know. Know that they're not angry at you and trying to kill you. So Yes, that plays a big part. Knowing they're not angry. Yeah, I definitely learned, though, after that incident with her that I should probably ask women in conversation, like, right. hey, are you okay being choked in the bedroom? Right. So I haven't, you know, people just fill out a questionnaire. So do you like this? Do you like yes. that? And then sign enthusiastic consent at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny too, because with my fiance, when we first started hooking up, I did send her like an array of questions, just getting to know each other. And I made sure so like, like a you 50 know, shades of gray list. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, is this okay? Is that okay? You know, is anal okay? <laughs> and what do you know? I, I don't think there was a no in the fucking list. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Not one. No, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Um, I'm but glad yeah. that you were open. Oh Yeah. Well, well, we just hit an hour, a little yeah. past an hour. This is a good yeah. conversation. I hope yeah. other people enjoy listening to it. Um, <laughs> I don't. Is there anything else that you want to say before I wrap up? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. You know, we touched on a few things. Yeah, we talked about good sex. We didn't talk about bad sex. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, like I said, I had the incident with the choking. That was bad. My first. That was, was bad. Oh, you're very first. Was horrible. Yeah. He was yep. horrible. Um. Yeah, just don't share the podcast with him and he'll never know that's what happened. Pretty much. I'll make sure I don't show seeing that we are friends on Facebook. I, I won't <laughs> share I won't share with him specifically. You know, we're still friends. He might be like, Wow, bitch, that was that bad. I mean, you kind of probably knows. Buddy. He I probably he knows. Does. He has to know. You're you not know, the one who to. broke he's not the one who broke you. You already knew you were into girls before him. Right? Yeah, pretty much. I was just giving it a whirl. And I gave it a whirl a few more times with men. You know, I kept trying. Um, but it's just meh. can't stay with very my very first boyfriend came out as gay after okay. like significant, like way after, like I, he was my boyfriend in fifth grade. Like I think the most we ever did was hold hands. And uh, 
And then it wasn't, it, I didn't know he was gay until college. Oh, and we were, um, I don't know if he, I don't know how out he was. Cause I didn't know when we went to the same high school and we were in college and I, I don't remember what the joke was, but I said, what's the matter, Jimmy, you gay or something? And then later on he called me and he's like, uh, in case you missed it, I am gay. <laughs> I was just like, I definitely missed that. I'm so yeah, sorry. You missed the mark there. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was, he was a good guy. He took his own life several years ago, but oh, damn. I, I liked him. He was just a really nice guy. I'm sorry. Whatever, whatever he had went through. That's very sad. Probably going, yeah, I was say probably going through some things that happened. Yeah. So, well, uh, way to way to bring a podcast down, Ray Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. All right. So you can uh, Alyssa is going to remain anonymous, uh, which we sometimes do here. Uh, and but you can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed. My website standupcomedysexed.com, which you can also order from. I've, I guess I forget to say that, but yeah, you can order right from there. And then um, also RaylenTaskoski.com if you're looking for a great speaker for your event. I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls, ask questions, politely share an alternate point of view, and generally let us know what you think of the episode. So search for Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast on Facebook. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and um, leave comments. All right, If you leave a comment and I see it and it's funny, I will read it. Or if you want to privately comment and tell me how much you're enjoying my podcast, that'll keep me going and I'll just keep finding fun people to talk to. Um, actually, oh, I don't have my list right here. But if you know somebody who writes erotica, um, knows anything about imperforate hymens, is an adult man who had a circumcision as an adult, or there's one more. Oh, somebody who's a sex worker, um, either in person or porn, or phone sex, I would love to interview them on my podcast. So if anybody's still listening at this point, because <laughs> I think probably as soon as I get to the can, you find you can find me on Instagram, probably everybody just finishes. <laughs> I should start adding this to the beginning. But anyway, thank you, Alyssa, for coming on my show. It was really nice talking to you. It was nice getting to know oh, you. Definitely. You too. It was definitely fun. It was All right. Bye. Bye.